everybody, it's Jason Klaus. Uh, before we get going with today's episode, I wanted to take a moment and kind of give you a preface for what you're about to listen to. Now, uh, I had tried to uh, get original content on here this week, but uh, as you will hear in tomorrow's episode of Power Tripping Through the 80s, you'll have a better understanding as to what what all is happening, what is changing in terms of uh, things that have been brought down the wire to me as a content creator through Spotify. And again, you you can hear more about that uh, on tomorrow's Power Tripping Through the 80s. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that with some changes that are going on, I... It's quite simply ran out of time trying to figure out this new process, this new realm of attack, as it were. And uh, But we had to get something new on here. So what you're going to hear here on this week's episode is the audio from the Klaus of the Heart live stage show that I did back on January 20th at Backroads Bar Grill in Holly. Now, I will tell you, you're going to be able to to, to distinguish uh, when I had a microphone and when the microphone went out. And ironically, as you go back and listen to this, the part where the, the microphone went out and I was doing essentially acapella uh, so winds up sounding better in the feedback than it, than it did when I had the microphone. But... Uh, you know, you, I I don't know that in real time as it's being recorded um, until I go back and listen to it, and then it becomes what it becomes. You know, um, so but the message is is a very good one. I felt like you know the things we need to stop apologizing for, and uh, I think and well, hopefully you could take something away from this that will be beneficial for you or for somebody that you care about. Uh, so with that, uh, we hope you will enjoy uh, this very special live recording of the stage show that I did uh, just a few weeks back. And the Klaus to the Heart podcast begins right now. You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. Views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. I'm Jason Klaus. And over the course of my life, I have done a lot of different things. Worn a lot of different hats. But this may be my greatest endeavor yet. Welcome to my show. Where I'm here, we will discuss anything and everything that happens in the world around us. And how we can go about making things better for you. For me and everybody that we share this world with. I may go on rants. I will go on sidebars. But it all comes from the heart. 
Welcome to the Close to the Heart Podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Entertainment Network. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you spending part of your weekend to be here. This is a uh, this is a pretty big deal for me, and I wanted to take a moment before we really get started to. Uh, thank Backroads Bar and Grill for allowing me to do this and for putting out the spread for the PFC family today and all of you for taking time out of your weekend to, to come up here and listen to me. So I appreciate that. This is Klaus to the Heart Live and I'm Jason Klaus for those of you who don't know. And uh, tonight as part of my motivational speaking engagement. This is my first time doing this on this level in quite some time, so it may take me a little bit to get, work the box out, but once we get rolling, we'll, it'll flow. Um, you know, you got those pre-show jitters, right? Because if you don't have those butterflies, then what's the point of even doing it? If you have those butterflies, that's when you know you're doing something. Because otherwise, you get stuck in your comfort zone and if you're stuck in your comfort zone, there is no progress. You will never move forward, right? So tonight, in preparation for this, and it's kind of funny how it all, all came around, but I'm very much an, a, a guy that, when there's a door of opportunity, I'm not just gonna politely knock on it and ask for permission. You give me a little bit of light, and I'm, and I'm kicking the son of a bitch in. Okay, straight up. And that's that's been my mentality here since launching this. It's not just the podcast. It's not just doing stage shows. I've created an entire network with some of the most amazing people that I've ever had the privilege of knowing on any level, personal and or, or professional. And they are the reasons why I'm able to do things like this. And that will never, ever be, be lost on me. Support is a very important key to, to success. Now, we can sit here all day long and talk about, well, I did it on my own. I, I got to the top on my own. Make no mistake about it. And I don't care who it is. I don't care what company that they may have founded. I don't care what they do. Nobody, did, nobody can do it on their own. There is help in some way or another. Even if it's somebody that pisses you off, that is all the motivation that you need to take it and shove it, right? I mean, that's just how, how I look at it. Especially in this day and age, because a lot of you, you, you may know me, you may listen to my podcast, you may know my story, so you know I'm very much, in full disclosure, pulling the curtain back a little bit. You know without a shadow of a doubt, I am very much in what we call a season of change. The change being I am eliminating bullshit out of my life and I am focusing on what is the good in my life. And this, this is good for me. This provides me my outlet. And if you have your outlet, then you can do anything that you want with it. It's opportunity. 
what you do with that opportunity is 100% up to you. But it's all going to take a mindset. Now, if you listen to the podcast, you have heard the word mindset a lot. I can almost promise you, you will hear it more than once here tonight. Because without proper mindset, you will do nothing. Without proper mindset, you will find anything to curb you because you're afraid of change. You're afraid of success. You're afraid of a number of different things that alter your momentum. In some cases, it knocks you so far off the path, you've lost sight of it. Now, I have learned as I have embarked on tremendous change, both personally and professionally, there's a number of things that I found myself doing that really hampered my progress, halted my momentum. A lot of it was influence, outside and internal. And I don't know about you, but I feel like if you do a deep dive on yourselves, and you look at your lives, and you look at the things that you have deemed important that you are going to work towards, if something doesn't go right, or something, there's a hiccup in the road, we find ourselves more often than not apologizing for it, for a number of different reasons. I'm sorry I did not mean to offend you. I'm sorry I didn't do this. I'm sorry I couldn't be what you needed me to be. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I did that. I spent the majority of my life doing that. On every realm of life. Personally, professionally. And for those who don't know my story, I spent 28 years as a professional wrestler. I ran a professional wrestling business. I had rosters from 20 guys all the way up to, up to 40 people and everywhere in between. So I bring some degree of experience in dealing with people, in dealing with people from all walks of life. Not only that, my shoot job, which is a real life job, I'm sorry, I know there's not a lot. I'll try to keep the wrestling lingo to a minimum, but it's like in me, okay? If you don't know what I'm talking about, raise your hand and I'll explain it. My shoot job, my real life job, I work for one of the big three. And in our particular building, there's like 5,000 people in that building. So when you're dealing with 5,000 people, you're talking about people from all walks of life, right? So as you try to navigate these different relationships and you're trying to find a way to, to get along with these kind of people, you find yourself apologizing a lot because you don't want to ruffle feathers. You're worried about pissing people off. Everybody's so goddamn worried about pissing people off nowadays that it alters everything about them. Mind, body, and soul, it will alter because you're so concerned about how you are being perceived. You're concerned about what people are saying. You're, you're, you're more worried about what other people think about you than how you feel about yourself. I wrote the book, but I took that book and I condensed it into what we're going to talk about here tonight, because in doing this, and in, in any time I do anything on this realm, 
Like talking on the podcast every week for nine different shows is one thing. But to come up on stage in this environment, you guys are investing your time out of your weekend to come here and listen to me, which I am truly grateful for. Like words will legitimately, and I've said this many times here tonight, my heart is so happy right now. I have not been this happy, and I can't tell you how long. Straight up. Because I'm in my environment. I'm with my chosen family. I'm with my friends. I'm with people that actually that I actually care about. Now the other ones, well, those are the haters. Those are your critics. Those are the ones that are going to throw every reason at you why you should not do something. Why you cannot do something. Here's the thing about can't. Can't is either you won't or you don't know how. And if you don't know how, by and large, there's going to be some avenue that will teach you. That will give you tools to learn. To incorporate into whatever it is that you're doing. Now tonight, I've broken down a list. Sean Google, I have a list. <laughs> that is a running joke on, on the power tripping through the 80s podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you're goddamn missing out. Um, it's every Wednesday, by the way, on the PFC Entertainment Network. Now, tonight we're going to talk about the five different things, five different aspects that you and I need to stop apologizing for. Now, I feel like there's going to be at least one thing that is going to resonate with you. There's going to be one thing that you're going to take out of here tonight, and it's going to live in your head, and you're going to be able to incorporate that starting here tomorrow, or next week, or whenever you deem appropriate. But I promise you, if nothing else, I will provoke a thought that will bring some degree of change in your life if you so choose to. Okay? Now, there is no real priority here. It's, whatever, it's individualized. It's as individualized as your fingerprints. There is no order of importance or anything like that. Okay? So, but I did try to format this so I can make easy transitions from one to the other, okay? <clears throat> right out of the gate. One of the things that you need to stop apologizing for is your feelings and the ability to be emotional. Now, allow me to debunk a outdated theory. Men, especially. Gentlemen, allow me to be the one to tell you that it is perfectly okay to show emotion. It does not. It does not make you weak. It does not make you Anything that you have been told or made to feel like if you were to, to squirt a tear or two, you know what? You're a goddamn human being. You have feelings. You're not a robot. 
And this time-honored uh, time theory that men are not supposed to show emotion is outdated. Okay? Because what happens is, speaking from experience, when you lock up all those emotions, because you're worried, again, about how you're going to be perceived. Nobody wants to be called a pussy. Nobody want, wants to be called that, you know, that they're told that they're, they're less than. Why? Because you're human. Well, if that's wrong for that person, it's wrong for everybody, and there's nothing wrong with showing emotions. Nothing at all. In fact, I feel like if you were to tap into your emotions and you were able to find a way to constructively, that's the key word, illustrate those feelings, a lot of your drama, a lot of your problems would go to the wayside. Because I'm a firm believer in communication. And I'm a firm believer that it with proper community, and I don't mean screaming at each other's faces, because nothing is accomplished with that, other than a raised heart rate, your blood pressure goes off the charts, and you feel like shit. No good co comes out of that. Nothing. In fact, you will dig your situation into a deeper, darker hole that's going to make it even that more harder to dig yourself out of. Facts. Facts. Nobody wants to admit it, because when they do, one party or the other has to admit that they were wrong. Nobody likes to admit that they were wrong. But, this is where communication comes into play. Because what if it's a misunderstanding? Especially if it's text messaging. How many arguments have you conducted yourself through text messaging? There is no emotion that comes with text messaging. What you see is what you get. How you interpret it. It's up to you. It could be one wrong word. It could be one wrong punctuation mark, and the entire context of that message takes a detour away from what it is that you meant to say. And then you wind up playing the damage control card. Right? How many, how many of us have done this? Yeah. I mean, a few of us, right? I mean, as soon as technology became a thing, it became our greatest asset, and it became our biggest headache. All depending on how you conduct yourself with it. But gentlemen especially, and this goes for the ladies too, there's absolutely nothing wrong with tapping in to your emotions. And if that means that you wind up crying, breaking down and crying, and that's how you got to get some of that out of you, let it go. Let it out. If you don't want to do it in front of your significant other or in front of your friend or whatever, step outside for a moment. Take a breath. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with it is when you start feeling a certain kind of way, and you start to illustrate that, and it's met with resistance or it breaks out into an argument. And then you find yourself apologizing to that other person for how you feel. You are entitled to your feelings. There's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that could come into question is, how do you communicate that? If it's done in a violent manner, again, nothing is going to get accomplished. Just isn't. You may come up with some of the most creative insults that there ever was. And to you, 
And to the little clique of friends, it may be the greatest thing that they've ever heard. But in the grand scheme of things, it don't mean anything. Because you've caused more damage than good. And for what? Because you elicited a chuckle from somebody that in the situation, they have no bearing whatsoever. So what in the fuck are you worried about what what they think or what makes them laugh? It should be between you and the person that you're having the argument or the disagreement with. Straight up. It should not be this complicated, ladies and gentlemen. It really shouldn't. But we allow it to. Because, again, it all goes back to worrying about upsetting people. It's worried about how you're going to be perceived. And when I hear, when I am in any kind of conversation, because I have a lot, a lot of people that confide in me. They want my opinions. They want to know how I would tackle their situation or a different way of looking at it. And when I start to embark on that and they start to apologize for how they feel, man, that shit stops right on the spot. Stop. Stop. You do not ever apologize for how you feel. You may feel that way because of a disagreement. You may feel that way because there is a misunderstanding. Once you're able to talk about it and work through it, you move on with life and everything's fine. Communication is key. It really, truly is. Now, this next one, and I'm, I'm going to be straight up. When I was doing this, and like this thing was altered and added to and subtracted from, I mean, literally five minutes before I walked up here. But there are certain people in here tonight that inspired 90% of this list. 90% of what I'm talking about, there are people in here that inspired it. Because there's somebody that means something to me on some level, right? Because the one thing about me is there's a lot of people that say a lot of things about me nowadays, good and bad. And I get it, and I own it. That's part of, that's part of growth. That's part of personal growth, which is a sidebar here. If you think you've stopped growing, regardless of what age you are, you're fundamentally fucking wrong. Because if you have stopped growing, you have stopped living. If you have stopped growing, you have stopped moving forward. And you will spend the rest of your days muddled in neutral in whatever drama, controversy, or ill situation you may be dealing with. Because generally, it's those kinds of situations that put you in that spot to begin with. Now, when we are tired of being covered in the mud, and we're tired of being weighted down with all of the crap that is laying on our shoulders, one of the first things that we typically do is we will look at our situation and our lives, and some of us go old school. We, we will pull out a piece of paper like this. We will, we will draw a line down the middle and make pros and cons. 
pros and cons list. I do this all the time. If, if, if I'm not sure about something, I shit you not. I will stop. I will sit down with a pen, with a paper, and make a pros and cons list. And I... I base my decisions on what has the most in the column. Now, if I'm looking at a situation, <laughs> and I've done this, and I see that the cons are far outweighing the pros, well, I know I've got to make some changes. Nobody's going to do it for me. Nobody will do it for you. They may offer some suggestions. They may offer, well, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should consider that. But the first thing you got to do is, the things on the cons column, how do we get those off the table? How do we eliminate those one by one? Because if you go into it expecting it, like you can just take your hand and just swipe the, th swipe the page clean of that, generally that does not happen. You got to start checking boxes here. You got to start tackling one thing at another because how, how many times have you looked at a situation in your life and you're like, I'm not happy. Things aren't going right. Well, what is it making me happy? What is it making you happy? You write it down. You start, you, you tackle this one. Okay, gone. Eliminated. Next one. Now, some of them are going to be difficult. Some of them are not going to be one of those things where you just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm not going to smoke anymore, so I'm going to I'm going to do what I can to just stop smoking. It's not always that easy because, and I'll peel the curtain back. I'll peel the curtain back for for you guys a lot here tonight, actually more so than I do in the podcast. I looked at my life one day, and I realized that in my situation, I I was not I was not happy. I was a shell of who I once was. And it's because I allowed influences to dictate every aspect of my life. And this, in this case, and I'm not talking di disparaging, I'm not saying anything that's not true. But I looked at my marriage at the time and I realized this ain't working for me. This don't work for me, brother. So what do I gotta do? How do I get myself out of this situation? And I knew it was going to cause a lot of controversy. I knew it was going to cause a lot of ill feelings. It was going to cause me a, 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 a complete shitstorm. Now, there's a couple of gentlemen in this room right now that have been side by side with me from day one of this. And they will verify what I'm saying. It took everything out of me and threatens to still do that. Now, the cool thing about me is, is I know my self-worth. I know the blessings that I have in my life. And a lot of that are the people in my life. Now, at the top of that list, obviously, are, are my children. Because everything that I do and say is going to affect them either directly or indirectly, right? I mean, if you're a decent parent and you're involved in, with your kids' lives, you gotta take that into consideration. But I also knew that there was another pretty significant aspect of my life that I couldn't, it was just, there was just nothing left there for me. I, I checked out. I checked out. It didn't happen overnight. 
It was a progressive thing. It was one little aspect, one little aspect, one little aspect, and then the aspects get a little bit bigger as time goes on. By year 15, I realized I need to make a change or I am driving myself to an early grave, and I'm sorry, number one, I'm immortal, and number two, I've got shit I need to get done. I don't have time for that, okay? Now, I say the immortal part, and I know it sounds like a gimmick, but I am convinced with everything that has tried to kill me at this point, and the fact that I'm still walking upright, there's no other answer, I'm immortal. So you guys are stuck with me for the long haul. Love that for you. The fact, is, the fact is, and this is a big one, you got to set boundaries. You have to set boundaries. You have to maintain boundaries. Because I can sit here all day long and be like, I am not letting any, I'm not letting that guy into my life. I'm not letting that girl around me. I'm not letting this influence, and I'm not doing this. But, like, I need to maintain that. Saying it, one thing, right? There's words and there's actions. Now, this is where excuses also come into play. Because you can set boundaries in the heat of the moment. You may be going through something right this second that is causing you some degree of anxiety, of turmoil, of trauma, of all kinds of ill feelings. There's something going on that has made you feel like you are at rock bottom. Now, when we feel like we're at rock bottom, people respond to that very differently. Some of them just, just lay there. They're done. They, shit's just too hard. Life's too hard. Whatever happens, happens. But you, but you get them in the right moment. You get them in that right time when they are in the, in, in the middle of the argument, the middle of the conflict, and they will tell you as, as you're trying to console them, that's it, I'm putting up boundaries, and this is the way it's going to be, and fuck the, the rest of the world. Well, that's great. That's a good start, because that gives you a concentrated area to focus on, and that should be you first. We'll get to that later on here in the program. But if you don't establish those boundaries and then maintain them, your words get to a point to where they don't mean anything. Because your actions are not following suit. You can sit there and talk until you're blue in the face until the cows come home, but if you're not willing to put actions behind those words, your words become increasingly disingenuous to the point to where it becomes white noise. I have been accused several times where I am having a conversation with somebody and they're like, are you listening to me? Well, yeah, I'm listening to you, but I'm not hearing you. Because your words have become white noise. Your words have become disingenuous. So you may be telling me the, the, the recipe to answer the world's problems, and I'm not giving it a second thought because your actions have proven that your words mean shit. And if you're, if, I'm very much a word guy, man. 
And my word is, for a lot of you, all I've got. And if I don't believe in what I'm saying, how do I expect you to believe what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? The fact of the matter is, you have to maintain your boundaries. Now, there's misconceptions about boundaries. People think that just to establish a boundary, that should be good. But how many of you have established a boundary and that boundary has been challenged by the individual that you are trying to keep at bay? Quite a few, I have no doubt. That, I mean, that that's what it is. Because they are of the mentality, well, that don't apply to me. That mustn't apply to me because I'm somebody important. Don't you recognize who the fuck I am? You, I'm doing you a favor by being in your life. That's their mentality. They won't tell you that word for word, but their actions do. You see? So, yeah, it's important to maintain and, and to listen to their words, but it's just as important to dial in on the body language, too. Because that oftentimes will be all that you need to see. Because then you start to realize that the words are, are disingenuous. Boundaries are used to protect you. Right? I mean, that's what they're there for. The other thing here is not apologizing for saying no to things that you're not interested in or that you don't want to be a part of. How many times have you been invited to something by somebody that means something to you and you're just, you're just not feeling it for whatever reason? You're, like you just don't, you're not feeling good. You worked, worked your ass off. You just got home. The dog's sick. The kid's sick. There's something going, you just, it's not in your best interest. But we find ourselves apologizing for that. I'm sorry, but no. And then they'll make you feel bad, and a lot of us will just will just give in and do it for no other reason than to shut them up. Even though you know, and you're going into it with the mindset that it's not what you want to do. So what are we doing? Why are you wasting your time and effort? Because you didn't want to say no, or that you felt like you had to apologize for saying no. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to. They'll get over it. It may hurt their feelings and it may piss them off and, 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 and they may say an ill word or two about you. But at the end of the day, if that's the kind of people that respond like that and they don't take into consideration what you want or how you feel, then we got to ask ourselves the question, why do we want these people within our inner circle? I don't. And I feel like if you, as, as we go through this, and you're hearing this, there's going to be different people in your life that pop up in your mind, and you'll be like, motherfucker, that's what this guy's doing to me. But you don't realize it until you hear it from somebody else. And then you start going through, like, do I really need to be a part of this? 
I find, and maybe it's just me at this stage in life, if I find myself having to question anything in terms of people's intentions or anything along those lines, if I have to question it, they're gone. And I may wind up regretting that decision later on down the road, but I ain't sticking around to find out. If I do, I do. Sorry, I, I, I messed up. I'm, I made a mistake. And even though I'm immortal, I'm still human. I'll still make mistakes, right? <coughs> now, along those lines of saying no, All of you have one, one, all of you have one of these. All of you have cell phones at your disposal. Text messaging, phone calls, FaceTime, Messenger. And there's all kinds of realms of communication with these funny little gadgets. How many times have you apologized or felt like you had to apologize for not taking a phone call or not answering a text message? I mean, some people will guilt you into feeling that way. Hey, I texted you. Uh-huh. I know it. Got it right here. Heard it. Well, you didn't reply. Uh-huh. I know that. Because when I got done reading it, I set my fucking phone down. I was there when it happened. I, I know what I did, right? And they'll, they'll try to make me feel bad about it. And I used to. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I probably should have. Now, if you need a, a break for a minute from having your face planted within some sort of electrical device, I get it. I adopted that because anybody that's around me on a day-to-day -day knows this thing does not stop making noise until I shut it off. Just completely shut it down. I recorded, you know, anytime I record a show, either through Skype or I'm, I'm at Castle Google or wherever the hell I'm at recording a podcast, this thing, if I don't silence this thing, it will go off nonstop. 24-7. Now, I'm not complaining because I kind of put myself in that, in that situation being who I am and doing what I do. That goes with the territory. And I do try to make myself accessible as much as I can. But I also, too, need downtime. I need downtime to recollect my thoughts. Because, I mean, that's not to discount if Sean was to call me, and I see that he called me, and I can't get to the phone right at that minute, or I can't take that call because I know what we're fixing to talk about is going to take an X amount of time. If I know I don't have that amount of time, I will wait until I do because I don't want him to feel like we're blowing through whatever he wants to talk about because my mind or my focus or my attention is ultimately on something else. That's not fair to him. So even though it comes, it may come across on the surface as assholish, it's not meant to be. It's actually the polar opposite. 
Now, if Amy Sherman calls me, I just throw the son of a bitch across the room and that's the end of it. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> she won't even give me his number. <laughs> she don't even have my number. <laughs> now, needing to take a break, needing to take a break, it's crucial for your mental health. It is. You have to give yourself a break. A break from social media, a break from politics, a break from sports. Like right now, everybody's all gung-ho about the Detroit Lions. Hey, I'm right there with you. Very excited about that. However, there's only so much of it I can take at one time. Because, you, because you're, you're dealing with a diverse fan base. You know, there's the respectable fan and then there's the obnoxious fan, right? You got to give yourself a break. And I just use that as one example. No matter what you encounter in life, you need a break from it. There's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that comes into question is how long do you take that break for? Now, if it's something life-altering, well, then you're going to want to take some, some significant time in order to digest everything, process everything, and make what is, in your mind, the best decision, right? Because nobody wants to put ourselves in a compromise situation. More often than not, that's exactly what we're trying to get ourselves away from, a compromise situation. Now... If it's something that on the surface, and if we're being 100% honest with ourselves, and we're able to kind of take a step back and look at the whole picture, if you're spending an exuberant amount of time on something that can ultimately be done and over with in a fraction of that, you're setting yourself up for a degree of failure. You really truly are. Yes, you need breaks, but don't rest on that to the point to where that now becomes how you conduct yourself in life because any momentum that you had will come to a stop. And once you come to a dead stop, it's harder to get those wheels going again. So yes, take a break. You owe it to yourself. You have to give it to yourself. If you are waiting for the opportune time to take a break. You are going to be waiting for a long, long time because life wants you to move at its pace. It wants you to follow its script. And more often than not, that does not coincide with what you and I want to do. Just, that's just the way it is. I call it breaking the cycle. The world will have, you know, the world goes around, man, regardless. That's the one thing that don't do no jobs is time. Time is just, is just going to keep moving. What we do with our time is ultimately up to you. What you do with your time is ultimately up to you. So, yeah, take your break. But don't, don't let it be a thing where it's seven years later and you're turning around and you're looking like, wow. If I had done this back then, I would be a lot further along than where I am in this right in this moment, right? We don't celebrate. 
Now, this next one, this next one's funny. She is great, isn't she? That's Kristen Watt, ladies and gentlemen. You see, you hear her every Monday on the PLC. Say what? Yeah, you even know what that is. Yeah, it's podcast. Like, Kristen, you're famous. I have a whole listener. Can I tell you one thing that? Uh, stop apologizing for not agreeing with everybody it's okay to disagree it's okay to have a difference of opinion it's okay to not see things eye to eye now what are the two things one of the two topics two universal topics that's often said these are two things that we do not talk about politics and religion right the two-headed monster, because these two topics will divide a room faster than anything, man. Regardless of what side of the political aisle you're on, regardless of what you may or may not believe in, you are going to get resistance. You are going to get some degree of disagreement. I have watched relationships crumble because of this in families in marriages best friends doesn't matter I've seen with my own eyes and I've heard with my own ears the disintegration of a meaningful relationship not just because of politics or religion but because they didn't have the fundamental understanding that it's okay to not agree on everything. And it's okay that if you don't agree with them, you don't have to apologize for it because that's your opinion. It's how you feel. You feel that way for a specific reason. You feel that way primarily because of your experiences or because of anything that you've gone through. I. I vote the way I vote. I vote for how I feel is going to be the best interest for me and the rest of my country. I believe in what I believe in because that's what I believe in. I've had enough experiences to let me know in my mind I've had enough things happen that this is why I believe the way that I do. And yes, Santa is a thing. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> but in all seriousness, stop apologizing for not agreeing. It's okay to disagree. It doesn't mean I hate you. It doesn't mean you have to hate me. I just know that if, if we're going to approach this topic or this situation, I know how you are going to correspond in that environment and I will do it accordingly. I'm not going to come after you with guns a blazing or, or my fist balled up because you voted for the guy I don't like. 
or that you believe in something that I think is bullshit. It's not for me to say. It's not for you to say. So I'm never going to apologize for any of that. If I don't agree with you, I will tell you, look, I respect your opinion. I respect you as a person. I respect you as an, an individual with an educated thought. But if you're coming at me with your argument based solely on the headlines that is used for clickbait, I also know how to communicate with you and it's going to be talking down to you at a lower level because you have demonstrated that is where your intelligence level is. That's what you're bringing me, not based on facts or anything like that. So it's all about how we present ourselves. If somebody is respectful to, to me, I've got all the time in the world for you. Even if we're not in, in agreement in something. If there, through, throughout our shows, there's been plenty of opportunity where I have not agreed with a take or a philosophy that my co-host has spoken about on the air. Doesn't mean I'm gonna put them on blast. Doesn't mean I'm gonna tell them I think that they're the dumbest thing that's ever been created. That's that's not accurate. I I respect your opinion. I don't agree with it. I really like wham. <laughs> wham fucking sucks. <laughs> that is the one thing that I will not waver on, Mr. Grudel. Thank you very much. Now I have to start learning on how to put myself first. And you know what happened? As soon as I started making those changes, I started seeing people disappear left and right. I started hearing more rumor and innuendo about what they thought I was doing than what I was actually doing. I was hearing things that maybe started out as a fraction of the truth and as it goes as it goes from person to person like I was just as invested I'm like well, god damn how, 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 does, how does my story end I'm here for it tell me when at the end of the day and you want to know this is what changed my whole attitude I looked at myself I realized what I brought to the proverbial table and I realized that those people who were talking the most shit couldn't lace my fucking shoes on my worst day. They couldn't. Does that make me egotistical? No. It is realizing and remembering who I am. Preach! As an individual. How many of you, at this point, if you're being honest with yourself, if you look at yourself in the mirror, do you know who you are? Are you happy with who you are? If you are not happy with who you are, either you make a change that, yes, will force you out of your comfort zone. It will cost you a lot. 
if you try to make significant change to remember who you are. With every action, there is a reaction. It's undeniable. It's undisputed. It does not matter what we're talking about. But when you start embarking on actual change to remember who and what you are, you are going to have to trade in the life that you have now. Let that sink in for a second. Because what you're dealing with now is not what you not who you want to be, and it's not where you're supposed to be. You know how you know that? Because there's turmoil inside. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, you will always find yourself apologizing to somebody else because it, what you are trying to do does not coincide with their vision of you. Their vision of you should not be the end-all be-all as to how you dictate or how you live your life. I don't know. Try and act like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. It's okay, Kayla. I don't know. I'm going to try. Is that work? The fact is, the fact is this. We've got one life to live. You've got one life to live. Every one of us has an hourglass of life. And the day that we're born, that thing gets turned upside down. And that sand filters through. We don't know when that last grain is going to drop. But when it does, your number is up. If that was to happen an hour from now, would you look at your life and be happy with what you did with it overall? Are you happy with who you are? Are you happy where you're at? Are you content with the way things are? If any of those answers are no, you are on borrowed time. My friend Joanna, who just started her podcast a couple of weeks ago, shh, we don't talk about that. What you hear on Sundays on the PFC Entertainment Network, <laughs> reads this book and references a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And although I have not read the book itself, I have done research on it. Because no matter what you do and say, your body does indeed, in some way or another, keep the score. Internally. So every single day that you go through, that a significant derailment attempted to knock you off your path, your body keeps that score. 
over time it accumulates almost like a death by a thousand cuts right every little bit plays a part in it until one day it just it, it, it catches you at the right time at the right spot and it's done the damage is irreparable we still have opportunity every single goddamn day that you wake up every day you wake up you are given an opportunity with a clean slate what are you going to do today what are you going to do today that makes you better here today than you were yesterday what are you going to do today that is going to take at least one aspect of your life that is not firing on all cylinders and what are you going to do to improve on that some days you're going to run a mile some days you're going to take one step forward but there are going to be days where you have to take two steps back or a step to the side but as long as you keep moving as long as you keep those feet mobile there is hope for something to come out of that day. There's silver lining in everything. <laughs> there is silver lining in every aspect of life. Some days are harder than others to find it. But if it means anything to you, you will work towards it. <coughs> if it means anything to you, you will go through the shit storm. Because no storms last forever. Some last longer than others, but they don't last forever. And keep this in mind. When you feel like you are at rock bottom, keep this in mind. The skies are always darkest right before dawn, man. They are. But once dawn starts to materialize, as soon as that sun starts to rise up over the mountains, and you see the first light of a new day. If that don't inspire you to do something, nothing fucking will. Or you're waiting for somebody else to do it for you. And that don't work. Because you didn't earn it. And if you didn't earn it, it ain't going to mean anything to you. You will get used to the mentality that no matter what you do, somebody's going to bail your ass out. In real life don't work like that, ladies and gentlemen. Not unless you live something of a privileged life. And in which case, bless your heart. But that's not reality. I am of the mentality that you, you earn what you get. You work for what you get. And if that means you're going to be pissing people off along the way. And when we know that we're pissing people off, our general reaction is to apologize. Because we don't want to piss off our people, especially the ones that mean something to us. We don't want that to be a thing, but that's part of life. It's part of life because these people have chosen or you have chosen them to be a part of it. And if you're doing something that they don't think is right or they aren't are, are jiving with, 
They're going to say things to make you question yourself, in which case you will apologize. And as much as you may respect their opinions, that you respect their point of view, it ain't their life. It's yours. We get one shot at this thing, man. We just get one. And I am not, I'm just not going to live my life based on exclusively what everybody else wants me to be. Because what everybody else wants me to be is not who I want to be. And if that's how I conduct myself, I'm disingenuous. I'm a hypocrite. Because I go on the air every day during the week and I say, hey, you should do this, that, or the other thing. If you're unhappy, do this. If this is happening, do that. If I don't follow suit, my words don't mean a goddamn thing. And what's the point? Especially in a business that relies on my words. It's two plus two still equals four in this day and age. You may try to make that problem this fucking long, but at the end of the day, when you cut through all the bullshit, two plus two does indeed still equal four. Basic fundamentals. You've heard me talk about it a thousand times over the last five years that I've been doing this. It's the basic fundamentals of life. If you focus on the basic fundamentals of life, all of the other bells, whistles, and extracurricular bullshit is just white noise. It's easy to get distracted by all that. Like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> but it ain't real. It's fantasy. You can toy with fantasy for a little bit. In fact, there's a billion dollar business that deals with different aspects of fantasy, but that's a story for another day. But the reality is, if you're going, if 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 you're going to embark on a life that you are happy with, truly happy with, you've got to remember who and what you are. And part of that is to stop apologizing for it. Stop apologizing for who you are, because this is what it, what, it, what it all comes down to. <clears throat> when we can, when we conduct ourselves in this way for any length of time, any length of time, it causes internal turmoil. And when it has that degree of internal turmoil, it causes damage. Damage to your mind, body, soul. Psychologically and physically. It beats you down to your knees. Yes, it does. You can't stay there if you want because that's the easy way to do it. I refuse to. You should refuse to, too. Because I didn't put myself down on my knees. Now, now, decisions that I made may have contributed to it, but those are my decisions, and I own that. What worked for me, great. What didn't, I acknowledge. I accept. 
I, I will ask for forgiveness, but I'm not sitting around waiting for it. Because if you know me, and I apologize, or I own up to something that I did wrong, I'm sincere in that. I don't talk just to hear myself talk. I don't like the way I sound. We know this. It's been documented. So if I give that to you, it's because that's how I feel. But I ain't sitting around waiting around for you to be okay with it. Because, like, I've done that, and I found myself essentially being a fucking puppet. Because the other individual or individuals or the scenario knew how to push those buttons, knew how to manipulate the situation, and they start attaching strings to you. Emotional strings, psychological strings, and the next thing you know, you're a goddamn puppet. And this son of a bitch is playing you. Playing you the way they want you to dance. Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. If you are in a situation like that, I'll go ahead and say it. I'll ruffle feathers. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about anything at this point. Well, that's not true. Handful of people. But be that as it may. Here's the thing. I understand that a lot of what I've said here tonight, you may have immediately dismissed it as, well, that's easier said than done. You're right. It is. Because just a moment or two ago, I said anything worth having is worth fighting for. Anything that's worth it, you are going to work for. You're going to have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You're going to have to trade in your comfort zone that you know now. You're going to have to trade in the life that you know now in order to get to the best version of yourself. It will be uncharted territory. But I'd be willing to bet that within your inner circle, if they're true and if they're genuine, they will help you along the way. If you have questions, if you make a misstep, these people are going to be there to pull you back in line. Or they're going to be there with that word of encouragement. Hey, maybe think about this. You're not living their life for them. You're suggesting on how to help them. There is a difference. But most of us are dealing with some sort of pain. Anybody in here dealing with, like carrying with you internally a very, very hard dose of pain? Whether, what, regardless of where it comes from, man, I've been, yeah, I know. I do. I carry it with me every single day. But I've learned how to rechannel that. See, a lot of people don't. I've learned how to rechannel all the ill feelings. If you know my story, you know what I'm talking about. Every single day I wake up and among the first thoughts, once I'm up and I'm rolling and I'm getting the day going and I'm halfway through my first cup of coffee, because let's be honest, nothing starts without my first cup of coffee. Like, don't even fucking talk to me. I'll be with you in a moment. <laughs> but as I'm embarking on that, when I'm getting to that point, there's a number of things that cross my mind every single day. And it's what 
actually inspires me every single day. Uh, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of healing that I have to go through, that I am going through, that I go through every single day. And for a minute, I legitimately felt like I had to apologize because I had to heal. I lost my mom and I lost my brother in a three-year span. Half my family wiped out. And the one person, especially my brother, like we, you know, you lose a parent, we, we have like this notion, like we know, we kind of prepare ourselves, we know at some point we're going to lose our parents. That just, that's, it just goes with the territory. It's one, one of the shit parts of life. We know that's, that day is coming, by and large, right? So I was, yeah, that sucked. And it took a big chunk of my heart. But losing my little brother was something totally different. Because I didn't see that coming. Nobody saw that coming. And, like, that is a pain. That is a loss. That is a void that I will never overcome. I just have to learn how to live with it. I have to learn how to rechannel that energy because loss on that level has altered me. And so yeah, things deteriorated very quickly from there. But I also realized on that day that I was never again going to apologize for healing. And people that I have known that have dealt with significant breakups or they have dealt with significant loss or they have dealt with some sort of catastrophic event that has altered their lives. They are healing. And they feel like they have to apologize for it. Again, and let me say it loudly for the people in the back, you do not have to apologize for jack shit in that realm. We all heal at different paces. We all heal at different speeds. There is no textbook or owner's manual that tells you this is how this happens. It does not work like that. It's going to happen when you are goddamn good and ready and not a moment before, if we're being honest. So if it takes you a week, if it takes you a decade, it's okay. As long as you're not doing anything to harm yourself or other people, take as much time as you need to heal. And those people that actually give a shit about you and they care about what you're going through, they'll wait for you. They'll be there when you need them. And when you don't want them around, they won't be. But they're a phone call away. Those are going to be your greatest cheerleaders and those are going to be the ones you want in your inner circle because they absolutely have your best interest at the forefront. Not what, not what they get out of it. Not what they could get out of it. Because, you know, that's used as a ploy nowadays. 
people will prey on other people's emotions and try to portray themselves as the knight in shining armor just to come to find out they're really, really the jester of the court because they're a fucking clown. They're a clown because they are disingenuous with their intentions. If you're a hot chick and you're going through some stuff, Prince Charming is going to come in and save the day, but it's not because he wants to help you. It's because he has ulterior motives. Hate to be the one that, to point that out, but I will be because again, <laughs> now, I wrap everything up tonight by saying, and then if you don't listen to anything else that I say here tonight, I want you to listen to this. Do not, under any circumstances, for any reason, and I don't care what it is, do not apologize for not settling for something that's not in your best interest. You're going to leave here tonight. You're going to go home with your significant others or to your significant others. You're going to correspond with different people in your day-to-day, -day, in your life, your friends, your co-workers, or what have you. And you're going to be met with the situation that you're going to take something from here tonight and apply that to. But under no circumstances should you ever apologize <coughs> for who and what you are. If it's genuinely who and what you are and not based on what somebody else wants you to be. You and I, everybody, with, within the sound of my voice and within, with, with a heartbeat who can hear me, you deserve to have the opportunity to be the best version of yourself. And if there is an entity or there is an individual that challenges you on that or makes you makes you feel like you have to apologize for who and what you are, those are the first individuals that need to be cut out and reshuffle the deck that is your inner circle. This, I said earlier tonight, I'm a very happy man right now. This moment in time, I'm the happiest that I've been in a long, long time. Why? Because the majority of my inner circle is, is gathered in one place for the first time ever. This is the first time my PFC Entertainment Network family is under one roof at one time. And yeah, there are, there are, there are members missing. But by and large, like tonight was the first time many of, many of them met each other. They've heard each other. They've heard their names. But they, they've not had faces to put with those names other than what they see online. 
I have a very special friend who is seeing me for the very first time in this environment. We've, we've recorded podcasts, but she's never seen me on stage in this environment, and this is where I flourish. This is who I am. This is who I want to be, and I will never, ever again, apologize for it. Thank you very much. Do you have a piece of antique furniture laying around your house that you really want to get restored, but you just don't know where to take it? Something that means something to you, something that actually has some sentimental value. Let me tell you about our friends over at First and Spring Designs, located in Hadley, Michigan. Now, what they will do, they will take your pieces of furniture, your articles, and they will restore them. They will bring them back to life. They will restore that magic that once was in a way that you may have never even imagined. So we invite you to check out our friends over at First and Spring Designs. You can find them over on Facebook or you can send them an email at andreagrace2015 at outlook.com. Reach out and see what kind of magic they can do for you.